Well, it's kind of us. I know, right? <laughs> totally. All right, shall we start? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Are you ready to build your small scale life? Hey everybody, this is Tom from the Small Scale Life Podcast. It is a big show today. We are pumped. We're stoked. This is the 180th episode of the Small Scale Life Podcast. And I have a special guest today. I'm so excited to have her back on the show. It's been a little while. It's been a little while, you know, keep her moving. So my guest today is Julie. Hi, everybody. Oh, my gosh. So happy. Oh, my gosh. So happy you're here, my dear. I know. You don't get enough of me every single day. I know. So it's really fun to have you back on the show. So the first time you were on, it was episode 80. So we've put 100 more episodes under our belt. You've been a busy boy. I've been a busy... Well, we took a little time off, but it's good to be back in our strange podcast studio today we are out in the living room we were trying this is a banner show so it's 180th episode jules back on the show we're testing out new technology that will make us more mobile and more spontaneous maybe oh my i don't know i mean we've got this cool zoom h6 greg burns when he was here he had one of these he whipped it out and hooked everything up and it was just podcast time and it wasn't like computers and soundboards and all the other stuff that i usually have so this is pretty cool yes it is very cool much smaller much compact it speaks to me I was trying to come up with something funny about Greg Burns whipping it out when he was at our house. But. Oh, my. Oh, my, my, my. I don't know if Susan would appreciate that. <laughs> Susan, know, no, he didn't get... do that. He did. He was a very good yes, gentleman. Yes, we made sure he was, a, he was a good boy. The honey and applesauce were delicious, and now I'm sure the squatches are making a very strange comment, or 10, about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me back on, babe. Well, it's been uh, I it's been a while. I have I have taken quite a break from the whole experience as I've been trying to be a little less uh, digitally attached to the to the world. It's been good. Mm-hmm. It's been really good. I needed that. Yeah, and that's going to be a topic of a future show is uh, detaching from the electronic milieu shall we say that's a that's a whole topic in itself for our minimalism simple living type discussions but it's not our show topic today today we have a very cool very cool episode we are talking about a very big thing that happened to us and that we've been doing this year so what are we doing well, you've been inkling at it for <laughs> months and months. So if, I know. You, if you follow Small Scale Life and you follow Tom. And you should. Of course, everybody right. does. Who totally. doesn't? Tom had, for for quite a while, had, had been kind of vaguely giving little tidbits about some big stuff going on in our world. And it's been a wild ride this year. I, I'm sure it has. I know it has for everybody you know, pandemics and riots and economic craziness, turbulence. turbulence. Yeah. It, the election, it, the whole schmear. Right. And it has just, it spurred us into some action that 
was percolating with us for a long time. So I know that if you've been looking at our, our website or social media, you will see that we have decided to finally move forward with our small scale life homestead. Yes, we absolutely have. So welcome to the Eagles Ridge Homestead. I know. Does that so sound cool. freaking cool? <laughs> it's really exciting. It it is such a special place and yeah. we're just so excited to to be able to have this little piece of the world and share it with our world virtually to those of you that aren't around here and anybody nearby. I mean, come come, come visit, come play with us. It is just so beautiful. It really is. And and when she says come play with us, she means grab a um, grab a grub axe and grab some loppers or the chainsaw <laughs> and start cutting buckthorn and prickly ash and honeysuckle. We've got a little bit, but it's much less than when we first got there. Right. It, it's, it's definitely got some projects, but we're excited to be able to tackle them and bring our vision to life for for what we've always dreamed our homestead would be. And and actually, it's kind of unfolding before our eyes yeah. as we spend time there. Yeah, incredible momentum. And it's kind of like the river tumbling down the banks, you know, or it cutting through the banks. I mean, it's got incredible momentum. It starts with a little trickle, little idea, and then it starts to build and build and build and build. And we're just starting to see it start to build it unfold right before our very eyes. So it's really exciting. But before we get into that, we always have to do our gratitude segment since we we started that a couple a few podcasts ago, like eight podcasts ago, and we came back online after a wild and crazy summer. And as you know, I read off the quote, it's hard to have a bad day when you start your day with gratitude. So we like to talk about gratitude. It puts us in the right frame of mind. It's part of our wellness practices and just trying to be more intentional and, and thankful for all the people and the things and, our, and, and stuff going on in our life that, you know, good, bad, and ugly, but it's really helps us push along. I mean, if some bad things didn't happen, we wouldn't be in developing a homestead. I mean, things kind of all work out for some reason, and yep. we have to be grateful for those things. So do you have anybody you're grateful for, Jules? Oh, the list is long, <laughs> but... Today, today I want to, and every day, but, but today I would really like to express my gratitude to my dad and his wife, Sue. They have been our partners in crime every weekend the last couple of months out on Eagles Ridge, and they are just working their butts off right along with us. And they have been such a huge, tremendous help in clearing the land, clearing the the invasive plants that are there, the buckthorn, the honeysuckle, and the prickly ash. And uh, my dad is a, he wields a wicked chainsaw. <laughs> and Sue is the master of the loppers. Yeah. So... Shout out to Dad and Sue. Thank you, guys. We wouldn't be anywhere near as far as we are without your help. Exactly. Yeah, it's been great. They've been real troopers in all of this and so helpful. And Dan, uh, the Trapper, has been really working hard on building steps. That's a that's a future podcast and a bunch of videos that are coming. Um, really good projects. We're actually, it's our first building project. We'll get into that later. Um, as for me, I'm very grateful for our new neighbors that we're meeting you know. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Greg and Clay and Jeff and Rick. Jeff, Jay, Jay, Jeff. All the Jay and Clay. 
Jay and Clay, right? Right next door to each other. That's how you remember that. Right. And Jeff, who's right next door to us. So we're starting to meet people in the neighborhood. Who are the people in your neighborhood? (laughs) And it's kind of cool to meet these folks and talk to them. And oh, Abby and Millie, the two dogs next door. Oh my gosh, they're the cutest you've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been cool. And then we've met, been meeting so many really cool people in the area um, from um, Tom, who showed us his house for over two hours and his family and you know jeremiah guy that's gonna we're gonna meet and a bunch of the other folks just been really helpful and nice so got to be grateful for the people over there that's right yeah so also very grateful for michael jordan who gave me a call today thanks buddy and it was nice talking with you for a bit uh michael bell mr tactical J, mr john i think i'll have i think i will tell that joke at the end of the show so stay around you'll hear some electrical humor from Mr. Sparky John, uh, Elk Mound, Wisconsin. So I just have to say, John, keep keep doing what you're doing on your Facebook. It is you just crack me up every single day with your posts, and you're just bringing light and positivity to the world. And a lot of people need that right now. But I just want you to know, I I always appreciate your Facebook posts. Bringing light to the world, an electrician. I think he's got a joke in here somewhere about that. <laughs> He's always giving us a jolt. Um, he's all amped up, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, he's very punny. Oh, he's he oh, he was entertaining the boys. Oh, yes, he does have a gardening tip. Shall we take his gardening tip? Sure. From, from Sparky John? Yeah. Okay. So, let's see. Here's a little gardening tip from Sparky John. John, if you plant light bulbs in the garden, they'll turn into power plants. Oh, (laughs) there you go, John. (laughs) That's funny. As Michael Bell said, that's 60 seconds of my life. I'll never get back. (laughs) 60 seconds to read that, Michael? Come Uh, on. Well, he was, yeah. I mean, there's a whole slew of them. And and that's lights, not what you're thinking that is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to post that anywhere. What? uh, Yes. Electricians have very well. You worked with them, you know. They've got uh, yes. very interesting <laughs> oh thoughts. God. Those are lights on a ceiling, not other things. So, <clears throat> very thankful for my inner circle of boys. Thank you, gentlemen. Leave what it a- to you, boys, with your twelve-year-old brains. That's to right. See that's right. Boobs everywhere <laughs> you look. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to use him or not. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, John. Mr. Sparky. Okay, so let's talk about the homestead. Let's do it. You know, for years we've been talking about homesteading and gardening and wellness and all these other things. And and finally it's like, holy smokes, it's all going to come together into one package, one thing. I mean, the Ermit Homestead was a thing, but this is actually going to be something we build from scratch. Yeah, Everything. literally. The house, the the shed, the garden, fruit trees, landing down by the water, community, everything. Yeah. Yeah. This this is something that we've been moving towards yeah. for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And you've been ready to go full in for, I don't know how many years? Five. Eight? eight? <laughs> More, yeah. <laughs> and I just have had that, you know, that grasp on city life. That I, you know, that I was struggling with a little bit. I mean, I have wanted it, but 
I don't know. There was like this little, this fear of giving up what's comfortable to me. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, But with everything that happened this year, it was another just kind of kick in the butt that it's time. And it was like, uh, it wasn't even a kick in the butt. It was like a sledgehammer over the head, get going and, and get there. So... Well, there were so many neon signs flashing. It looked like the Vegas Strip, you know. I mean, the pandemic and locked away in a house and, you know, all the other chaotic things happening in Minneapolis and the election and all this all this wicked energy that was building up. It was like, do something, you know, or, or stay, you know, and really hunker in. So it was kind of a really a tipping point into, you know, go one way or the other and, and things were just starting to happen. And we, I mean, during this time, we, we got our house ready in Minneapolis. We helped our kids launch and get into their own place. We helped some other people launch and get into the Hoarder Holler Homestead, which we'll be talking about someday, I really hope, because that'll blow your mind down there. Oh, yeah. So we helped a couple people move, and it was like, this is our time, too. And it was time for us to launch, too. So this is kind of what it is, is we're starting to launch into the next level. And Yeah, and I think we are not alone. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people are realizing that they're ready to get out of the hustle and bustle and craziness of city life. And, and, uh, I won't say, I mean, just the pace is different. Right. The pace is just different. And, uh, you know, I don't, I just needed more peace in mm-hmm. my life. And, um, I just don't, I just can't find that in the city. Now, a lot of people thrive off of that. Right. And that's, that's fabulous. But, um, I think my time for, you know, living in the hustle and bustle is is about done. Right. And things have changed for us where we don't have little kids anymore that are involved in 500 activities and running around and going across country for traveling basketball or this, that, and the other. We can kind of pick and choose what we go to now and, and where we spend our time. Right. Kind of. I mean, we still have to work and everything, but things have changed. Yeah. And <laughs> I know, right? And that's why we're doing this. So that's maybe right. there's financial freedom some there, uh, someday there. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, that fear that you were talking about was there. I mean, my parents had it for years and years and years. They were always trying to figure out how to get to their sanctuary, the, the, the lake place, you know, but there was always that fear. What are we going to do? How are we going to live up there? What kind of jobs are we going to do? Maybe I can teach. Maybe I can do this or that. And they could never quite put it together. And one thing that the pandemic has done, yes, there's been huge consolidation happening as you look at businesses shuttering for a while, restaurants, bars, all that kind of stuff. But it's also the technology has come up alongside. And we are now able to do Zoom meetings. We're able to work remotely. We're able to plug into our office but not sit in our office. And that is a huge change. And I think people said, I can go do Zoom meetings. I don't need to sit here and have a manager look over my shoulder. I can do this elsewhere. And there actually, there was a study. I got to find that link. But they're showing that and this is probably maybe not a good thing, but productivity is actually going up because people are hunkering down and doing the work and not just watching the Flintstones or something. They're actually doing more work at home. And imagine that. I'm more productive at home. Now, that's a little scary. Yeah. Because where that goes. Well, and I also really feel for the the poor mamas and daddies that are trying to work at home with their their little kiddos. Yeah. And uh, I just... My heart goes out to you because right. I know that I'm so thankful that I 
don't have to do right. that. I had one experience with that when uh, yep. when our younger son Ryan was born. I was working for a lobbyist down in Florida, and he was very generous and allowed me to bring Ryan to the office for the first, really the first month. Mm-hmm. And a part of that benefited him because I had a shorter maternity leave, so I got back to work faster. But I, I would never do that again in a million years. Yeah. It was so hard. The kid never slept. He yep. slept in like 20-minute cat naps. I was a wreck. He wanted to eat all the time, and mm-hmm. it was super stressful. And I just keep thinking like, oh, my gosh, I can't even imagine yeah. how hard it would be trying to do a good job at your job, trying to make sure your kids are learning something in school and staying on task, or you know, you have a little baby that, that needs your mm-hmm. attention and... So there's, you know, there's there's the pros and cons yeah, to that for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely looking at the positive side of this. I mean, and not that staying at your home home at, with your kids is is a negative, but it's just it's complicated. And we did it for years where we're both working, someone gets sick, and uh oh, who's staying home? You or me? Who's got the meetings? Who's got the lean orders? Who's got the the, the lean waivers? Who's got the travel? I mean, it yeah. was complicated. It's really hard, really yeah. hard. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, it's exciting to see, you know, we have a good friend who made the decision to homeschool her, mm-hmm. her son. Um, he's, you know, he just, he was kind of, he was struggling with school anyway. And the whole distance learning was just not working for him. Right. So she decided, well, let's try to do something completely different. And this boy that... You know, has um, he's a very active boy, and he he sitting still in school. ADD. Yeah, thank you. Know, you. He's I couldn't pull the term school, out of my head. Sitting there in school and just doing that. He's hands on kid, and he's got to be doing to stuff. Hands on, so he is things. learning mm-hmm. by doing some really cool right. things. And I I'm just excited that she has that opportunity, and and I think there are lots of other people mm-hmm. that are making that decision too right. so right mamas and daddies we uh we support you and right. shout out to all of you that are doing it right right and i think you know the p- global pandemic is one of those things that factored into our story this story with this this whole finding you know starting this process and before we get into that, let's talk about Star Prairie, Wisconsin, shall we? Oh, let's. Let's do that. So, like most things, very positive things, I blame Jules. <laughs> <laughs> you found it. You found this place. Uh, Welcome to our life. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. It's really good. So, I blame you because you and Trish found it yes. a few years ago. I don't even, 2017, 2018, you guys were doing a girls thing and you it was 2017, yeah, and it was like, you know how a place just feels right. Mm-hmm. If it, it felt right, even way back then, and and it was kind of one of those fate things. Right. I have to say, I think I think a place kind of finds you, yeah, really, mm-hmm. or you kind of happen upon it. And uh, it was a it was a horrible time of my life when uh, my friend Trish and I. Went for a drive in Wisconsin, and we're just exploring some some places to get out of the city. And we found this adorable little town outside of New Richmond, Wisconsin, right on the Apple River. And I sat on that bank and listened to the river, and it was just like it just fed my soul. And I told you about it, I think, when I got you did. home. You absolutely did. You thought, this is the coolest place ever. 
and you showed me pictures and stuff. And you're like, oh, I think there was an old mill here, and there's it's just got good sound. And as as I've been listening to and recording video of of streams and rivers and stuff, each river has its own tune. It really does. Like that one I was playing yesterday, then the next meditation one, or maybe two out, has a weird sound, different sound than our river, right? Yeah. Or even upstream or downstream of us. So it's you know every. It's funny how when you listen to it, you 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 get different feelings yeah. from the different sounds. Like listening yeah. to our river, the uh-huh. Apple River. It just is is peaceful right. and soothing. Some of them almost make you um, excitable, right? You know, kind of an anxious feeling, right? Because it's more of a roaring, rushing sound mm-hmm. than a, a bubbling, you know, laughing brook or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. It's really kind of cool. I never realized that that was the case, right? And even just a few feet apart, or maybe fifty feet, hundred feet apart, the sound can totally change. Like the Tree of Life video. You can go check that out on YouTube or <laughs> that was the last episode. Amazing. Yeah, so the Tree of Life sound sounded one way, but you go over to the bridge and the water is just pushing through the bridge. And it's I played that for you. You're like, whoa, that's got a lot of energy. I was like, yeah, I know. Well, let's 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 time to chill. It's not time to play waterfall music right now. And you know the the heavy duty water rushing sound that's just going to get everybody amped up. So let's not do that. So right, but I've got it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a really cool place. And so you found it in like 2017. Right. I know that, I think we went up there and looked at it at one point, didn't we? Yeah, probably not too long after right. that. I mean, we drove around and right. we're like, yeah, this is a really cool area. Right. And then kind of went away from it. And I was coming back from some work and um, and I recorded a podcast there, like in May of 2019 i was at that little park right and i was coming back and i just parked there and i did a whole little podcast right there yeah i remember that and then it's just it's weird it just starts to work that way where we went through there you know early this year and kind of ended up back over there it's like the play it just kept pulling us back in well we were looking we were exploring uh we had a kind of a radius that we right. had to stay in, right. or I mean, we could go a little further out, um, be- because of your work. You know, right. you, you needed to stay within fifty miles, right. um, fifty mile radius of Minneapolis. Um, you could go further out, but then there would be you know compensation. Yeah, it, it, it adjusts with that. your pack, your pay, and all that kind. Yeah, of Yeah, which which we were considering right. as an option, but we decided that we wanted to be kind of on the fringe more of the city than further out Mm -hmm. and more remote. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just for various reasons, for job opportunities and, and, you know, close to hospitals and... Family, all that stuff. Shopping. Yeah, shopping. Thrift stores, (laughs) though, primarily. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, this area just just called to us, and it's really fun. What's even more funny is um, I did that resilience podcast and video and i was coming back from st croix falls and i came down wisconsin 35 and i turned on highway h and i was talking the whole way i came across the line and said wherever the light touches we can live here you know in the county and then i turned so, down county Road while h. you were driving and recording the yeah while i was talking time? Yeah, okay yeah, okay gotcha. yeah so i was talking you know as i do yeah as i do and I then know. so we turned down county road h and i ended up at the landing and i what? finished the video there i was like you know get out and walking up to the river and like, you know, 
the rivers are important and they've been important to our ancestors and, you know, beliefs about this, that, and the other. And that's kind of how it ended. And I was like, huh. I'm telling you, it's that fate thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it called to us. Yeah. It called to me, Master. It called to me. So. Well, I think, you know, there's a grand yeah. plan that is, is bringing us to a place that right. we're meant to be. Right. So we took a drive, looked at a bunch of places, and we knew that we were going to be moving in a few years. Right. We had no idea. So we started looking again. So we're talking this year now. Yeah, now yeah. we're into 2020, people, well, as we're meandering yeah, through our The Resilience our story. Podcast was this year. That was that was earlier this year. And we knew eventually we'd be moving. I mean, well, I th- Minneapolis yeah. was never a forever home. No, no. It was, it was a... That was a temporary spot right. for us. Um, we did. We thought it would be longer mm-hmm. than it was, but Absolutely. but we when COVID hit and there wasn't a lot of things to do, we we started looking and driving sure. more. Just kind of like, okay, why don't we? Let's really kind of try to narrow it down mm-hmm. to where we want to be, and that's kind of when you did that podcast. Yeah, yep. yep. And uh, so. You know, if you were if you've heard our podcast or heard me on the podcast before, you know that I work in the financial services industry mm-hmm. and and we do taxes. Well, tax season was forever. Uh, yeah, this year tax season got extended, so April fifteenth deadline got extended to July fifteenth, and it was crazy because in the tax world you i mean april 15th is a day that you start counting down to on day one of tax season (laughs) so we took a little we took a little break i finally got a day off you know later Mm -hmm. later on and we went and we drove and and you're like let let me go show you this area that Mm -hmm. i saw over by star prairie and you drove me to, you know, to that landing mm-hmm. where you had done the recording and then you drove me up into that neighborhood and it was like, yes. Well, and what was so weird is we were never thinking about just raw land. We were always looking at, oh, let's do a fixer upper. Maybe it's a old farmhouse or something or five acres or I don't know, maybe something over here, over there, or whatever. It was never raw land. Right. And then once again, I'm going to have to blame you. I'm out in central Minnesota doing my thing, and you're like, huh, could we? Why couldn't we? Yeah. You were the one that made that call. It's because I couldn't get it out of my head. Like, that was the only place we'd ever driven by or Mm -hmm. looked at. The only, like, area that just kept sticking with me it kept it kept coming up in my head i'm like huh so i was just like let's go back and look at it right yep and we did yep and it was as soon as we walked to the back of the the land Mm -hmm. and you know our property is kind of a a longer than it is wide property and the back third Mm -hmm. of it is wooded with a hill down to the Apple River. <laughs> it's a 50-foot drop. Hill is putting it mildly. It uh, is a slope. Yes, yeah. it's a slope. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we have a bluff, and it's so beautiful. Right. But we walked back there, and it was like, you know, Tom always says that, that line from Tropic Thunder, the universe is yeah. talking to me. We've been handed an incredible opportunity here, Peck. The universe is talking to us right now. You just got to listen. And 
And that's what it was. I, I've never really experienced anything like that right. with, with something like this. Right. And almost every time we've been out there, there's been eagles. Yes. That's why we call it Eagles Ridge. We have the bluff. We have the eagles. And was it that time we came down the hill and there were two eagles across the river? Was it that time? Was it, it was right at the next time yeah. we went there. We, when we first walked down to the, yep. to the river. The first time we went down to the river, it was yep. like, oh, the universe is talking to us right now. We just need to listen. <laughs> I think, yep, the eagles were telling us yep. it was time. So, so, Yeah, so that was it. I mean, we were called up. Uh, the rock star, Teresa, our rock star realtor, and then she connected us with Sarah, who it's the universe is talking to us, right? She went to high school with us. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? So we worked with her. She was great. Boom, bada, bada, bing, bada, boom. And suddenly, here yeah. we go. Yeah. And so it really, you know, we put in our offer. We, we, you know, later in the summer, we bought the land and... We've been going ever since. Yeah. I mean, there was a pause. (laughs) (laughs) There was a big pause. We had a, we decided to move out of Minneapolis. That was what, this is the, what I did this summer portion. And we're not going to get into too much detail, but we, we moved out of Minneapolis and, and we had to get to that point. We had a whole, I mean, that's probably another podcast in itself of two pages of projects to get done and all the work that needed to happen and how it just kind of all fell into place. I mean, really, it was like, yep, time to go. And everything just happened and we got out of there. Well, and one of the reasons we decided to sell our Minneapolis house when we did is, you know, the craziness of yeah. Minneapolis. Mm. Um, the ongoing even, craziness. Even with the... <laughs> With how rough things got mm-hmm. in Minneapolis, the housing market was going yeah. just booming and doing exceptionally well. And with what I was seeing with you know with the economy, yeah. even though the stock market is is up, the economy's you know it's struggling. And mm-hmm. I I have I just like everybody, I'm sure we have concerns about what is going to happen. I don't know. You know, we, we lived through the whole crash Mm -hmm. of, you know, 2008, 2000, well, 2010 was when it got real bad with the housing market. Started in about 2007 and really hammered in 2008. Yeah. Yeah. So when we sold our house, we just, in Illinois, we got got killed. We got nailed. And, you know, we just, we had always said if Mm -hmm. we ever thought that was going to happen and, and we were, in a position where we thought we might be selling our house, we were just going to do it. So we just decided, you know what? I think it's time. So we, we listed, we, the day we listed our house where it went live, we within 24 hours had 16 offers Mm -hmm. and we sold it for 20,000 over what we were asking. Right. Just ridiculous. And, and with that kind of heat, that kind of wickedly high market, I feel like, and maybe it'll go higher next year. We don't know, but to roll the dice and know that it was up that high, and then if it dips, then you're like, oh. And granted, you're probably going to be ahead, but man, if if it really dips and things are going out of control, then then you're stuck there. Right, and we knew that you know that that we are going to need to be you know that we do want to find something else. So mm-hmm. we just decided we were gonna we were gonna as we tend to do. Um, we're going to do this in stages. Mm-hmm. So 
right now we are living in an apartment. Right. And we're in a further out suburb of St. Paul right now. We're on the east side. It's gotten us a little closer to the land, but um, it's kind of like I, I told somebody the other day, I feel like we are on a little extended vacation mm-hmm. um we don't have to shovel now we haven't had tons of snow but we've no. had a couple of, of storms yep. uh you know we don't have to mow we didn't have to rake any leaves nope not doing that <laughs> and it's kind of fun for yeah, now I, I i would agree and this is not a forever situation <sighs> but the the hardest thing for me what was the hardest thing for me? Oh, poor Tom had to had to get rid of his plants. Ugh. You know, because they had gotten kind of neglected in June, and I really hadn't done any gardening stuff. I mean, here and there a little bit, but then I kind of came out there in July. I was like, oh, these need to be trellised up, and I did that, and I might even posted a video on that or something, but... Uh, they were starting to perk up and starting to produce. And I was like, yeah, here we go. And the cabbage was starting to do their thing. The the cabbage worms had stopped. And I was like, okay, here we go. Ginger was going. Yep. The comfrey was going. The herbs were going. Everything was looking really good. And then it was time to roll. So everything had to go out. Everything had to go. It was like the fire sale. Well, there were some things that were left, but we actually left them for the next yep, owner. Yeah, and we so. gave some away mm-hmm. to some neighbors. Yep, so we did. it was it was just yep. it just wasn't it's what it was this year. I'm very sad about it. But, you know, it was it, but we moved and we moved on and and now and now we have this thing that we're working on. So content everything is shifted. You know, our mission is shifted. We're all about building this thing and we think about we've talked about what is we've got it. It's ours. I mean, you know, with loans and everything, but what's the vision? What are we doing with this thing now? Yeah. Yeah. And the vision is really kind of, it's, it's unfolding as we spend time out there. But I think we know, yeah, I mean, vision as far as buildings and structures and gardens and placement of things, that and the other, but we know our purpose and our mission. Yeah. Our vision. Right. And as I've said in other places to other people, we wanted a place to gather. We wanted a, pa- a place where we all can come and have plenty of room and enjoy the river yep, and have a place to recreate, garden, do what we want to do, and a really cool and unique spot and really change our family tree. Yeah. 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 So now our challenge is um, building what we want and keeping it in check right. because... I can I'm realizing really quickly how <laughs> how fast things can start getting out of control. You know, as we're looking at all of these different floor plans mm-hmm. and Pinterest, oh good building God. styles and this that and the other, yeah. It's like, "Oh, yeah, I want this." And then I look at it and it's like 3,000 square feet and, you know, we're two people. Yeah. That most of the time we need room for people to stay with us when mm-hmm. they come. We want, you know, open openness and we mm-hmm. want enough space for people to gather. But we don't we've already downsized. Right. We don't want to incredibly upsize. So right. we just have to it's reality checks as we're as we're doing this. So I would really be interested if any of you guys have built a house. Um, 
how did you come up with your your plan and what uh how did you keep it how did you keep it in check and i am all about you know if you know me i'm i'm frugal um how do you do this without completely breaking the bank because it is like crazy expensive so we're just we're looking for all sorts of things and of course we're going to do as much as we can on our own um but some of it comes down to you know the payoff of time Mm -hmm. and frankly some of it we just don't have the the knowledge or ability to do you know some of the things but but what we can we want to do so like what what do you think are good things for us to try to do on our own? I mean, we've got a we've got a good idea, but would love some input. Right, exactly. And and there are things that we cannot do according to town and county code. I mean, they just won't let you do the plumbing and they don't want you to do the electrical. I mean, bringing the electrical. I mean, we needed somebody to do that. I'm not doing that. Hence, uh, John. John, yeah, Mr. Sparky. <laughs> but but this is another opportunity to, to plug in the community and get to know people and use people from the community to help us along on some of these things too. But yeah, I'd be really interested too in, in people who have built, and I'm looking at you, Greggy, Greg Burns and Daniel. I know he's building some kind of honey shack out there in, in, in Ohio. The Ohio, the Ohio boys are very handy, handy lumber squatches. So they do a lot of construction out there. So I right. do know that. Yep. Mr. Michael Bell, he is, uh, I'll have to show you a picture of his greatest Taj Mahal he sent <laughs> over. It's a chicken coop that, uh, that's legendary. Oh, that's awesome. I want to see it. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, there's some people out there that hey, do you know, some people things. are doing those those mobile chicken coops. Oh, Michaels is mobile. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that gear guy. He's built a he's built one awesome chicken coop. Uh huh. Am I? I'm picturing something like super redneck in my head. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> And Michael, you know we love you, and we got to break you a little bit because I know you could break me in half with just one arm. But you know, <laughs> all the love, brother. But our boys came up with this a long time ago, and um, it kind of sticks. And really, now with the Apple River, it sticks. Let the river take you where it takes you. Yep. And uh, feels like we're really getting some momentum on a number of different fronts here, and things are really starting to pick up. So. Yeah. You know, the other part that I say to that is use your paddle to guide you along the way. I mean, you just can't be like a twig on the stream and get bounced around in the rapids or waterfalls. I mean, you got you can avoid some of that stuff. Yep. With proper planning and talking to people. Learning. Yep. Lots of learning. Yep. Learn to grow be a little better every day, right? <laughs> well, it's it's the truth. I mean, yeah. every, that's just all that's all we can do is just try to try to learn and grow and you know, you do have to um, adapt and be willing to, you know, you can't just be super rigid and and plot a path and expect that that is going to, you know, that's, life happens and mm-hmm. you have to be willing to, you know, let the river take you around the bend without it drowning you. Right. Yep. And that's kind of been, for me, who is an organizer and a planner, um, that's that was a little bit of a, a learning curve for me. Um, I've gotten better at it over time, and 
letting having some some tough life experiences smack me in the face um you can either let them you can either let them take you down or or learn what they were meant to teach you Mm -hmm. because every experience no matter how bad it is there's some good lesson to be learned from it Mm. Mm, that's so good. <laughs> well, so and that's good. where the no, whole like the the gratitude yeah. practice. Mm-hmm. You know, this is it's Ooh. something that I do, but it's something I put into place during that time right. because um without it, I I would wake up and it the first thoughts in my head are negative or you pick up your phone and you just see all this crap on Facebook or or you know, it's just it's overwhelming, but if you get out of bed and your first thought is something positive and you set your intention that your day is going to be positive, it will be. What I really like, yeah, she's looking at me like, say something. No, I, <laughs> what's really good is you're bookending this podcast. So I think this is a signal that we're about to an end. You know, we started with gratitude. We're ending with gratitude. Yeah. So, so I really appreciate you being on the show. And I think you're absolutely right about starting your day with gratitude, you know, and being intentional, doing the planning. I was going to make a little thing about having the right tool for the job, you know, like down going down that river in the right kayak or canoe, yeah. not the little itty bitty one built for a 12 year old like I was doing. You got to have the right adult <laughs> size one. We need the right adult size home and the right home. Right? Yes. And there's a lot of different choices, but we're going to find the right one, and it's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a great journey. Yeah, and we're excited to share our our process and our journey with you, and uh, we just we just value your input. So, and the and the one thing I'll end it with, you know, you things are starting. I mean, it's weird. Right, you put yourself. I've, I've said this too. You put yourself in in places, and opportunities start to present themselves. So, also not out of the blue, out of the ether, out of the cloud, somebody reached out to us who lives like four miles away. Yeah, and is from interest- Star Prairie. Yeah, from from Star Prairie. Really interested in regenerative agriculture and all the stuff we've been we've talked about with people. Wants to connect. Wants to meet. And it's like, all right, let's do that then. Yep. <laughs> Let's go. That's why awesome. Not? Let's start to build a place where we can gather. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? The headquarters. So Eagles Ridge, welcome to Eagles Ridge. And we hope you continue to follow our story. Yes. Um, we got a lot of stuff. So where can you find us? You can find us on smallscalelife.com. Um, Instagram gets daily updates. Of course, YouTube with the videos. Uh, on every po- podcast app almost, not Pandora. Eh. Uh, we're now on library. So library.tv, we have Small Scale Life for our videos. So we have a backup for our videos. Um, and I didn't I w- even know that was a thing until you told me that yesterday. Well, you know, if you follow certain content creators like Jack Spirko, they're over there. So, you know, we're just, we're just to get a backup for our YouTube channel. You That's know, everything gets synced up. Yeah. And then um, the other thing we've got is a Patreon site. So we've got stuff there and I'm putting posts there. I'm putting stuff there that's not anywhere else. Um, so I had a little posty post last night that I just kind of was like inspiration. I wrote that thing out and it's there. So there's a couple different tiers. Feel free to join us there. Um, we're also on Facebook, of course. Um, 
But follow us. MeWe. I'm on MeWe as well under Tom Dahmers. So find me. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So we're so thankful for you. To, thank you for joining us on our 180th episode of Small Scale Life Podcast. That's any, right. Any closing words, my dear? Nope. I just would echo everything you said. Thank you for listening and uh, let's have fun together. Right. We're going to learn, do, grow. And be a little better every day. This is Tom. And Julie. From Small Scale Life. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye. This has been a production of Small Scale Life Media. I will be more mobile. So that's the thing like Greg Burns had when he was at our house, Yeah, right? totally. This is the coolest thing ever. I beg to differ, but it is pretty, pretty cool. cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Your definition of cool and mine are a little different. Well, I am a nerd, you know, so. No comment. No comment? I'm not going to get like what I put at the very end of almost all of our podcasts. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Singing. No, not Kermit the Frog. That was the last one. Which is the other? Which is the other sound clip I put at the end? I don't know. Donald Trump. Oh, that would be very wonderful. But no, he's out of office now. Or almost out of there. No. It's the thing you said to me. I think on our first podcast. What? <laughs> Obviously, I don't <laughs> listen to the end of your podcast very often. I sound like a dumbass all the time. So. Yes. Yes. The dumbass comment. Oh. <laughs> Earmuffs for all the children, but I already passed, so too late. Yeah. Yeah. That comment. Okay. That's always a funny one. I like that one. Well, it's kind of us. I know, right? <laughs> totally. All right. Shall we start? Yeah. All right. Let's do it.
I will be more mobile. So that's the thing like Greg Burns had when he was at our house. Yeah, right? totally. This is the coolest thing ever. I beg to differ. But it is pretty cool. cool. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Your definition of cool and mine are a little different. Well, I am a nerd, you know, so. No comment. No comment? I'm not going to get like what I put at the very end of almost all of our podcasts. (laughs) Kermit the Frog? No, not Kermit the Frog. That was the last one, which is the other other sound clip I put at the end. I don't know. Donald Trump? Oh, that would be very wonderful. But no, he's out of office now or almost out of there. No. It's the thing you said to me, I think, on our first podcast. What? <laughs> Obviously, I don't <laughs> listen to the end of your podcast very often. 